0: Welcome to the Bob Siegel Show. One of the things we do here is explore scripture. We have a little bit of Bible study today. I'm reading from Matthew chapter 21 verses 28 through 32. This is Jesus talking and he's talking to some religious rulers. And these religious rulers were very pious. They didn't like hearing from Jesus that they weren't truly obeying God, which is exactly what he is telling them. And right now he's speaking in the form of a parable. What do you think? There was a man who had two sons. He went to the first and said, son, go and work today in the vineyard. I will not, he answered, but later he changed his mind and went. Then the father went to the other son and said the same thing. He answered, I will, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did what his father wanted? The first, they answered. Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth. The tax collectors and the prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John came to show you the way of righteousness and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes did. And even after you saw this, you did not repent and believe him. So this is quite an insult Jesus is giving them, and yes, Jesus did give insults. He didn't just walk around smiling, saying, I love you, brother, I love you. There was such a thing as tough love, and he knew if people didn't repent of their hypocrisy and evil, they would not be in the kingdom of God. He was doing them no loving service by holding it back. In Israel, no one was more respected than the Pharisees, the rabbis. No one was least respected than prostitutes and tax collectors. I probably don't have to explain prostitutes. Who were the tax collectors? Well, we have no great love for tax collectors today either, but it was much different in those days. The taxes were being levied by the Romans, the conquerors of Judea. The Jews hated the Romans, but the Romans didn't collect the tax themselves. They hired a Jewish person to betray his own people, and it was a Jewish tax collector, and he was allowed to keep some kickback from the taxes. If he charged a little more than what was due, and the Romans would look the other way. They hated the tax collectors, but Jesus is saying if a prostitute repents. And turns to God. If a tax collector repents and turns to God, they will be forgiven. But these religious rulers who claim to already be walking with God, you're going to be awfully surprised. Billy Graham once said, We're going to be surprised at two things when we go to heaven. We're going to be surprised at who's there, and we're going to be surprised at who's not there. Now, he illustrates this with a parable about the two sons. In those days, a parable had one simple truth. And the very simple truth here, and it should be very obvious to to you actions speak louder than words. The one who gave lip service didn't follow through with genuine service. And the bad-lipped, smart-mouthed, snotty little twerp, he had a change of heart. He repented. A simple parable, a simple truth. I've seen this. You've probably seen a lot of incidents like this in real life. I remember there was a single mother, friend of the family. She had two kids. They were in college. A daughter and a son. And whenever she needed some kind of special assistance that day, someone to go to the store for her, or watch something for her she'd call the daughter first and the daughter would just whine and say oh mom it's really inconvenient to do this today i can't do this you always call me about these things so then she called the son and he was very laid back and cool he'd go oh yeah sure no problem but the son would never follow through and like clockwork. She would laugh about it. An hour or two later, her daughter would call her back and go, okay, what do you need done? Now, I'm not saying the daughter had the best attitude, but at the end of the day, the daughter at least had a conscience and did the right thing. Yes, God is more interested in our actions than our words. Now, words are still very significant, but only to the point where they accurately reflect our actions and true motives. Obedience is the key. But the images which come to mind when we ask ourselves how much we obey God can be deceptive in a subtle way. Many Christians will quickly affirm that the essence of our relationship to Jesus is obeying Jesus. But think about this. Do our different activities as Christians spend more time obeying God or talking about obeying God? I submit that a great deal of the time in the a Christian's life is time in which we talk about our obedience. And sometimes we confuse talking about our obedience for obedience itself. Much of what we call the Christian lifestyle falls in the claim category, the lip service category, the sure-I'll-do-it-dad half, Let's go through the different Christian disciplines, and they're important disciplines. We should be doing these things, worship and fellowship. When we come together for worship or fellowship, we are coming together claiming to have a certain relationship with God, claiming to have that in common. And our claim to spirituality is just that, a claim. When we witness, when we share our faith, what are we witnessing about? We're claiming to have a relationship with God. So in all these disciplines where we get together and celebrate and share about relationships, how is that relationship? The second son illustrates that God sees what's really going on. He sees our hearts while we're witnessing and while we're not witnessing. He sees our hearts while we worship. And even when we don't worship, he sees our actions too. This is a reality check. There's a story, and I heard this years ago, so I'm kind of passing this on secondhand. I don't know who this was, and I believe it was during the time of the Great Depression. There was a man who traveled around. He was a preacher. He was an evangelist. And one of his messages was that if God is trusted with our money, God will bless us. And there was a story that he liked to tell about when he was a boy and he visited a church service and the pastor was giving a convicting message about giving and tithing. He only had a dime with him, just one dime. And when they passed the offering plate, he put the dime in. It got more dramatic every time he shared it in the sermon. Every cent I had, and it wasn't much, but... Every cent I had, I trusted God with. I put it in the offering plate. And out of that, God turned me into a multi-millionaire. Great story. And I'm sure he was telling the truth. I'm sure God did make him a millionaire, but he told that story so much. One day, at the end of one of his services, a lady from the back walked up to him and said, I dare you to do it again. You see the point? He was so used to canonizing and talking about the great things God had done. He needed to be challenged. Yeah, well, that's great. Talking about what God did yesterday. What is God doing in your life today? This is Bob Siegel making the obvious obvious.